Welcome everyone to First Baptist Church of Shakota's audio sermon. My name is Jeff Holt. I'm the student pastor here. This year, we're starting things off early, and it's already begun in 2020. Starting things off early this year is our 614 student ministries. They're going to be doing a 24-hour lock-in starting Sunday, January 19th at 10 a.m. We're kicking things off with our Sunday school time and worship time. After that, we're going to be doing some lunch, a service project, go bowling. We're going to have another worship time. And then we're going to do some late night activities involving an inflatable, uh, Nerf war, and much, much more. Tons of food involved. And the best part about all of this, it's free. If you're in grades 7th through 12th grade, or if you have a student that's in 7th through 12th grade, they're more than welcome to come along. They can sign up at shakotafbc.com slash events slash little-weekend. We're also starting something new here at First Baptist Church. We're going to be starting a podcast. This podcast is called the One Church Podcast. It's designed to give a spotlight to the different ministries that we do here at the church. We're going to be doing it all year long. Each month, we're going to take a ministry and give it a highlight. It is designed to keep the church members informed about what each ministry is going to be doing. This month, we're going to be highlighting the We Care Ministry, a ministry designed to help our church members. So be on the lookout for that coming later this month. On today's audio sermon, Pastor Steve gave a great sermon yesterday. It was probably one of the best ones I've heard him preach while I've been here. It was titled, How to Draw Closer to God. He uses the prodigal son as his main passage, and he'll be preaching from Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. We, uh, we, did, we did start hospice, and that's a good thing because hospice is a, a great organization. We've been in home health for a while, but... Hospice has some other um, um, features, advantages, well, yeah, services, services, and uh, so it was better for us to transition over, and you know, it's funny, God never wastes anything in your life, ever, ever. When I grew up in OK, Oklahoma, and I'm about to say something that I don't mean it rudely, it's going to sound rudely, I don't mean it rudely at all, but when I grew up in OK, Oklahoma, we didn't like Wagner, Oklahoma. Okay, Wagner. We play him in baseball. We, I mean, we just didn't. Shakota, you follow. I mean, we, you know, we always wanted to beat them. They were much bigger than us anyway. But we played him in basketball, and my senior year, junior year, we beat them. Not in season, but but in a scrimmage. I count that we beat them twice. And uh, but God, that was my first church. God sent me to Wagner First Baptist Church. And when God was speaking to our heart, and Deb and I were. Spending time praying about that, I'm like, Wagner? No. I felt like Jonah. <laughs> like, no, God, I can't go to Wagner, Oklahoma. Um, some of my dearest friends live in Wagner, Oklahoma. That's where Hayden served uh, in Wagner, Oklahoma. And, and uh, um, some kids that were in our youth group, their last names were Holmes, and their father tragically passed away just a year before we got there. Jeremy, Joe, Kelly, uh, Glenn had already moved away. But the family, we, we connected with that family, just just connected. Sue, their mother, would go to Mexico mission trips with me every year. She was kind of an adult sponsor, was an adult sponsor, but kind of my lead adult sponsor when it came to mission trips. And I, I, I say all that to say God never wastes anything because I never thought I would serve in Wagner. Um, those were three wonderful years there were some difficulties because the leadership transitioned, uh, but we got to serve with a, a gentleman that's already gone on to be with the Lord. His name is Wayne Narr, and Wayne will forever be in my heart. Um, but, weepy today, sorry. But, um, 
Kelly Holmes uh, would babysit my kids, and and uh, Hannah and Hayden and Hillary. She was a teenager, senior, junior, senior when we went there, and she is now uh, Debbie's hospice nurse. Yeah, just you know, God never wastes anything. He'll send you places that you go. I never thought I'd go there, or but. He'll never waste it. And uh, I got to see Kelly and, and uh, uh, Sue, her mother, came over. She's like, you're going to Debbie Steve's? I want to go. And we just had a beautiful afternoon yesterday. But uh, hospice is, is really a good thing. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, it, it's scary. The word hospice, I think, is scary sometimes to people because, you know, it's end-of-life services. But there, there's people who have been in hospice services for years. And um, um, so it just made sense uh, for us. So anyway, all right. Let's, let's, um, let's talk about wandering from God. Getting closer to God. 2020, brand new year. Fresh start. New fallen snow. The, the slate is clean. You got a year in front of you. Do you want to be closer to God this year? And don't answer out loud. But do you really want to get closer to God this year than you were in 2019? Great things may have happened in 2019. Hard things may have happened in 2019. But are you closer to God now than you were in 2019? And how do we get closer to God? How do we get back to that? Have you ever prayed a prayer and you feel like God is a million miles away? So how do we get closer to God? Well, we're going to look, like I said, to a very familiar passage of Scripture, the prodigal son. Would you mind turning to Luke 15 with me? Let's read it together, Luke 15, and we're going to look at getting closer to God, but I want to read you a passage of scripture, and this is going to kind of be our mantra, guys. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, sin starts in the mind. You think about it. You know, you see something, you think about it. You hear something, you think about it. I mean, we need a renewing of our mind daily. Daily, not just every Sunday, but daily our minds need to be renewed. First thing in the morning, when we wake up with God, our minds need to be renewed. We need to be thinking of the things of God. You ever realize, you ever thought, you know, when you go to bed at night, sometimes when you wake up, whatever you've gone to bed, if it's been a movie or whatever it is, sometimes you're dwelling on that, you're thinking of that when you wake up. Well, we need to renew our mind. Now listen to this statement. The way you think determines the way you feel, and the way you feel determines how you act. The way you think determines the way you feel. If I, if I, you know, guys, sometimes I have blue days. Sometimes I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You do too. Sometimes I just feel depressed that day. Sometimes, I, but if I just think about my depression all day long, then I'm going to act depressed all day long. But if I begin to really think of the things of God, think about the goodness of God and the things that God has done for me, the way you think determines the way you feel. The way you feel determines the way you act. And here's the truth of the gospel. The further you get from God, the more troubles you're going to have. And that's what we see in the prodigal. 
The further he got away from his father, the more troubles he had. Read with me. I'm going to read this, um, and I'm starting in verse 1. No, I'm not. I'm starting, I'm starting verse 11. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided the property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had. He set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him any. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out to go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son. He threw his arms around him and he kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe, put it on him. Bring a ring, put on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and let's celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, an older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called out to one of his servants and asked him what's going on. Your brother has come home, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he is back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So the father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your order, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, come home, you killed the fatted calf. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. How do we get closer to God? What happened in the prodigal's life? What was the first thing that happened to him? You say, well, he came to his senses. Yes, he did. You know what he did? He wandered away. He, he went and, and, and did wild living. He, he asked his father. He was selfish. He said, I want my inheritance. I want, but you know what he finally, once he got away from his father, once he ran out of resources, once he hit rock bottom, do you know what he did? He got fed up with his life. That's what you and I have to do. In order to get closer to God, we have to get fed up with our life. We have to get fed up with where we are spiritually. If you're not fed up where you are spiritually, then you're not going to get any closer to God. That's the first step. The prodigal son came to his senses. He's out doing wild living. He got so fed up with his life. Look what it says. He wasted it all. He had nothing left. He got desperate and hungry, and he finally came to his senses. When we get desperate for God, when we get fed up with where we are spiritually, when we get fed up with, with we win a battle, we lose a battle. We win a battle, we lose a battle. We battle with this private sin for years and years. We battled for it all in 2019. We battled it. I don't want to bring it into 2020. I don't want to carry my, my I don't want to walk across new carpet with dirty boots. I want to leave my boots at the door. It's 2020. I want, I want, I want a fresh start then you have to get fed up with where you are spiritually or nothing's going to change in your life. 
Look what Jeremiah says. You find me when you get serious about finding me. This is God speaking to us. This is God talking to us. He's talking directly to you at this very moment, this hour, this day, God is speaking to you and he says this, you find me when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. If you don't want to find God, if you don't want to be closer to God, then you're not going to get there. You're only as close as God, to God as you want to be. God's not pushing you away. He's not, uh, he's not stopping you at the door. He opens the door. He stands at your door and he knocks. But until you get fed up, nothing's going to change. Step two is we own up to our sins. Look what the prodigal did. When he came to his senses, he said, I have sinned against God and you. He owned up. He said, look, Dad, you know, he, he's, he's, he's memorizing. He, he's quoting what he's going to say. You know, he, he has to go back to his dad. And he's like, what am I going to do? I'll tell him, you know, well, Dad, I've I sinned against you. I've sinned against God. He's working this. He's rehearsing this. But look, he owned up to his sins. When we come to our senses, when we get fed up with our spiritual life, we have to own up to our sins. There are sins. They're not your mom and dad's sins. They're not your pastor's sin. They're not your boss's sin. They're your sins. I have mine. You have yours. We have to own up to our own sins. You can blame everybody else for your problems, but your problems aren't everybody else's problem. You can blame your mom and dad for that short temper you have, but it's on you. Quit passing the buck to your mom and dad. It's on you. Because when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says what? You become a new creation. You have a new daddy. You have a spiritual father. And he doesn't have an attitude problem. He doesn't have a short fuse. So why do we keep struggling with this? Because we didn't get to the point to where we were fed up with it. I'm fed up with Satan tripping me up. In 2019, he'd trip me up and he'd trip me up again. He'd trip me up here, he'd trip me up there. I'm tired of that. I'm fed up with that. Now I have to own my own sins. Your sins have separated you from God and have hidden his face from you. Remember I asked you the question, have you prayed to God and he felt a million miles away? Maybe it's because your sins have caused him to hide his face from you. If you don't get fed up with that, if you don't get fed up with feeling like you're walking in the blessing of God, if you don't get fed up with feeling like you're constantly in the presence of God, if you don't get fed up with, 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 with feeling like God's blessing is walking with you, and we are going through some dark days, but guys, God, God's blessing is there every hour, every day. Man, we were just sitting here thinking about things, not here, but yesterday, just talking about the blessings of God that we have in our life, and it's amazing. And yes, we're looking at this terminal illness, and yes, we got things ahead and problems to face in 2020, but God's blessing is still going with us. And God's already there working out those problems, and, and however this plays out in our life, I don't know the will of God in our life, but however it plays out, God's blessing is still going to be there. Your sins have separated you from God and have hidden his face from you. Are you tired of feeling like God's face is hidden from you? When you call out to him, you're like, God, are you even there? God's like, you better deal with your sin. 
Well, look at this. Small print, let me read this one. (laughs) Be merciful to me, O God, because your constant love, because of your great mercy, wipe away my sins, wash away evil, make me clean. I recognize my faults. I am am conscious that I have sinned against you. That should be the prayer of all of us in 2020. God, I am conscious that I have sinned against you. O God, be merciful to me because of your constant love. Because of your great mercy, wipe away my sins, God. That should be our prayer. That should be the mantra of 2020 for all of us. Here's the prayer that we should pray. And this is David in Psalms 51, 1 and 4, guys. This is David praying to God after he killed Uriah. This is David praying in Psalms 51 after he had an affair with Bathsheba. After he comes to understand his senses, he says, God... Please wipe away my sin because you're merciful to me. Look what Isaiah says. The Lord says, no matter how deep the stain of your sin, I can remove it. I can make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. Do you understand what that is? That's, the God's, that's, the, that's God's tide pin in your life. You anyone have a tide pin? I mean, my wife carries a tide pin because when I eat, it gets, I mean, I like it so much I wear it home, right? Anybody like that? You get food on you, and Deb's like, here's a Tide pin. She'll wipe it on me. That is God's Tide pin for your life. He says, no matter how deep the stain. Well, what is he saying? No, mat- no, no matter how, 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 how bad the sin is in your life, I can remove it. I can make you clean. What we have to do is get fed up. What we have to do is own up to our sins. And God says, I can, I can make you clean again. small print. The habit of a spiritual checkup. All right, here we go. 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says this, test yourself, make sure you're solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourself regular checks. Now, this is a, a translation called the message, but I liked it because it said checkups. If you fail the test, do something about it. Grab your bulletin. Everybody has a bulletin. Take your bulletin out. Turn to the back. Let's look at a checkup real quick. A spiritual checkup. In 2019, 2020, number one, are you, are you reading the Bible daily? Spiritual checkup. Are you reading the Bible daily? You should be. Are you praying daily? In 2020, there's not going to be one day that we don't get together by our bed and pray. I can't say that happened in 2019. But I made her a promise that in 2020, we will not miss one day that we don't pray together by our bed. Are you praying daily? You know, husbands, why we don't pray with our spouses? Husbands struggle with praying with their wives. You know why? Because our wives know it's better than anybody. Sometimes we're embarrassed. How often, number three, how often have you shared the gospel last year? 2019, how often did you share the gospel? Now, we're talking about 2019, asking you these questions. Are you faithfully fighting sin in your life? Did you faithfully fight sin in 2019? Did you faithfully fight sin in your life? 2019, what scriptures did you memorize last year? Are you serving faithfully in your church? Are you exhibiting the work of the flesh or the fruit of the Spirit? Who 
is walking more with God because of your influence you had in their life last year? Who is walking closer to God because you had an influence in their life last year? What steps have you taken to spread the gospel last year? How would your family assess you as a family member and a believer last year? That's a spiritual checkup. Now, I don't know how you did. I know how I did. The Bible says, test yourself, make sure you're solid in the faith. Don't drift along, taking everything for granted. Give yourself regular checks up. If you fail, do something about it. If you fail, get fed up with it and say, I'm not going to do it any longer. I'm going to own up to my sin. I'm going to get fed up with my spiritual life. I'm going to own up to my sins. And then I'm going to offer up my life. That's what the prodigal son did. He offered up his life. He said, Father, here, look what he says. He says, the son drifted away saying, give me my share. He returned to the father saying, make me a servant. You know what he's doing? He's offering his life to his dad saying, Dad, here I am. Make me a servant. Dad, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Dad, I'll I'll, I'll be a hand. I know I really messed this up, but God, here I am. Look what Romans says. Because God is merciful to you, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. We conform too often. You know why God told the Israelites when they went into the promised land to just move everybody out of the land? You know why God wanted them to do that? Because he did not want them to conform to their gods. But what we do is we acclimate so well. We get around people. We acclimate so well. You see it in sports all the time. You see it uh, um, uh, last night the Patriots were playing the the Titans, and the Titans were much worse team than the Patriots. I say that because my wife's a big Patriots fan. But, but you see that, that sports teams play down to the level. If you have a really good team playing a worse team or, or a poorer team in, 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 in uh, um, you know, ability, the better team will play down to the lesser team. It happens all the time. You see someone who is spiritually on fire. You see a young girl who is spiritually on fire for the Lord, and she sees this cute guy, and she just falls in love with this cute guy, but he doesn't love God. I'll give you three months, and that girl is really going to be wandering away from God. We have the propensity to go the other way, to drift away from God. Because God is merciful to you, offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to get fed up with where we are spiritually. We have to own up to our sins. We have to offer up our life. And, and then you see what, what the father's response, the father's response was celebration, not condemnation. The father, the Bible says, filled with love and compassion, he ran out to his son. So this is how God's going to respond to you when you come to him, no matter what you did in 2019, no matter how far you drifted away from him in 2019, no matter what you did, what other people, how other people view your sins, this is how God's going to respond to you. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, he threw his arms around him, he kissed him, and he said, bring the best. We're going to have a party. We're going to celebrate my son. And then what did his son do? He lifted up his praise to his father, and that's what you and I need to do.
We need to get fed up with our spiritual life. We need to own up to our sins. We need to offer our life to God because God wants to celebrate with us, not condemn us. He wants to celebrate us coming back to him. And then we lift up our praise to him. We worship God. The Bible says we're going to celebrate with the feast of eating and drinking. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party begins. God wants to celebrate with you. He wants to welcome you back into the family. Don't go into this year still drifting from God. Why do that? It's silly to try and live your life without God because he is your creator. He is your maker. He understands you better than anybody else. He's the one who he knows how you tick. He knows how you think. Why would you want to go through life without him? Don't go through, don't start 2020 drifting far from him. Come back to God. The Bible says in Psalm 68, 4, sing to God, sing praises to his name, lift a song to him. His name is the Lord because nothing could hold him back. They couldn't keep him in the ground. He is risen from the dead and he wants to be your savior. He wants you and him to be walking hand in hand in close relationship in 2020. Why waste, your, why waste a year? I will sing to the Lord because he has been so good to me. God has been so good to all of us. And people look at us and go, well, how, do you, God, how is God good to Debbie? She's sick. And God is good to us. He's adding to our family a beautiful uh, bride-to-be. Couldn't be more excited with who God brought into my son's life. There is truly somebody for everybody. She even went to OSU, too. I mean, you know, they both went to OSU. Man, God is good to us. Don't look at us and be sad. Oh, celebrate the goodness of God. God's good to us because he's given us a church family that loves us, and we love you. And you're helping us walk through dark days. God's good all the time. We need to sing to the Lord because he's good to us. Are you fed up with your spiritual life? If you're not, nothing will change. Once you get fed up, then own up to your sins. They're yours. They're nobody else's. They're on you. Then once we do that, we offer our life to God. God, here I am. I don't know how you could use me. I have no talent. I'm, I, 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 I don't speak well. God, I, 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 you know, I, I killed a guy when I was younger. God looked at Moses and said, dude, you're going to do something great for me. You're my guy. You're God's guy. You're God's gal. And he wants to do exceedingly more in your life than you can even imagine. Will you just get fed up with where you are? Because if you don't, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to be different. You're going to go through this year like you did last, far from God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take, you can, you can stand against the devil's schemes. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces. The Bible says we're to take on the armor of God. The Bible also says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more 
than you can even ask him. God wants to do more in your life in 2020 than he did in 2019. But you've got to get fed up. You've got to say, I'm tired of this. You've got to own up. You've got to offer your life to him. God says, I want to do immeasurably more. You're just holding me back. Stop holding God back. Get fed up with your spiritual life. Own up to your sins. And let God be God. Thank you again for listening to today's audio sermon. If you're listening to us today and do not have a church home, we'd love for you to join us on Sunday mornings at 945 for Sunday school and 1055 for worship. Next week, Pastor Steve's son, Hayden, will be preaching. Be sure to join us for another message from God's Word. For more information and previous sermons, please check out our website at shakotafbc.com or you can download our app. Just search in your app store for church app-tithely.